Hey, oh, welcome to Built to Be You. My name is Michaela, and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed stuff love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say, this journey is so much more fun with the bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. Hello and welcome back to this week's podcast episode. I am so excited and so honored to have this week's guest on. Liz Dotson is my absolute best friend. She's my biggest cheerleader, my biggest supporter, but she's also somebody that's going to call me out of my BS. And I think there's so, so much power in having somebody in your corner who is exactly like that. I call this week's podcast episode Life Chats with Liz because we truly talk about everything from dropping out of college to making career pivots to navigating fear and the opinions of others to uprooting and moving halfway across the US and the fear that that comes with that to, you know, just navigating relationships, learning how to better manage your energy and everything in between. So if you love this week's podcast episode as much as we did recording it, please make sure to tag us in your takeaways. Liz, you can find her at Liz Dodson underscore and me at Michaela underscore Robertson underscore. And we would love to hear what your favorite parts were. And if you want more episodes like this in the future. What is up, podcast fam? We have one of my best friends on this week's podcast episode, and I'm so excited to have her here. So Liz, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? What's up, guys? I'm Liz Dodson, and yes, I am one of Michaela's best friends, and she's one of my best friends, too. I'm really excited to be here and be talking with you today um, and with Mick because we're going to be going over a lot of really great things. Um, But to introduce myself a little bit, I am 22 years old. I am currently living in Austin, Texas, and I just moved here in July of last year. So I haven't even been here a full year yet. Um, I came down here with nothing really like for no specific reason other than to just get away from my hometown and get away from Iowa, which is where I'm from. And that's how Michaela and I met. We met in Iowa City where she was going to school. Um, But yeah, I moved here in July last year just to experience new things. And it's been a roller coaster of a year um, to say the least. There's been a lot of highs and lows, but I'm so excited about the next year and how to, or, or how it's going to go. Um, because I feel like I was just kind of getting my footing here in the last year. And then now I'm ready to just kind of like thrive and do my thing here. And yeah, I'm just really excited for it. Yes. I love that. Also throwback to the first time that me and Liz ever hung out. I like slid into her DMs on the gram and I was like, Hey, you want to go get coffee together? And like the rest <laughs> is history. Um, but it's been really, really cool because I feel like we met at a season. We were both kind of like, you know, starting to flourish in the businesses that we were building, but we were also in a, like a very real transition season trying to figure out our footing of you know what comes next so I want to talk a little bit about that and just talk about how because people might not know this but you can share a little about your college journey and kind of the pivot you made in college and just like the career path that you chose to take and how it might not look like most people's yeah so first of all I have to say she invited me to a coffee shop and she don't even drink coffee (laughs) accurate But it's so funny because looking back on that, we're always like talking about it and like, oh, remember that one time? Like, I can't believe like we met then and now almost what, two years later Mm -hmm. that we're so close now. Um, But 
Yeah. So with my college transition, if I get off topic, you just have to remind yeah. me because my brain goes everywhere. Yeah, I'll be back um, but <laughs> um, in college, I actually went a year and a half and then I decided to drop out. And so, of course, that's a non-traditional way of doing things. And it's kind of looked down on um, with a lot of people. A lot of people actually like don't support people that drop out of college. They're like, what are you doing? Like you have to go to school and then you have to get this job. Like you're not going to be successful in life if you don't do that. Mm-hmm. And so my, I went out of high school to Iowa State University for the first year, for my freshman year. And I went in for fashion design and I'm someone who loves fashion, loves style, styling, um, all the things. Like I'm very creative. And so it was really cool actually to be in that major because I was able to go straight into my major classes and take things um, that were directly related with fashion design instead of gen eds. So it was really cool and a very like transformative year of my life, especially being away from home for the first time, living away from home for the first time. Um, and at the time having a long distance relationship kind of to deal with or to, to maintain. Um, and so I didn't go back to Iowa State that first or after the first year. I was kind of like looking around at the people in my classes and I was just kind of like, I don't feel like I belong here. I don't feel like I'm going down the, the um, not the right path, but the same path as these people that were in my classes. I saw everyone, you know, making friends and like being in big groups and like making connections and stuff. And like, honestly, it was just a huge transition going from our small, tiny high school um, to a big university. Like that was a lot to take in. And so for me, it was kind of, it was kind of harder for me to make friends because I was kind of shy. Um, I wasn't very confident in myself at the time. I was very insecure and that was a whole other topic. Um, but it's also a very transformative year for my health journey. Um, that's also um, another aspect of my life at the time in high school is when I started my health journey. So I was going, I was, I've been on it for like five years now, I think. So it, you know, continued throughout college and it was a great way for me to, you know, stay on track in terms of health in college. Um, so after that first year, I decided not to go back to Iowa State. I moved home and then I commuted to University of Iowa for a semester and I, switched majors. I went in for health promotion, um, which is another passion of mine is health and fitness. And so that semester went on. It was very, very difficult for me. So if you are someone listening to this and you um, have a hard time in college and you're kind of thinking to yourself, like, I don't know if I want to keep going. Like, I don't know if I want to get a degree. I don't, I don't think this is for me. Mm-hmm that's okay. And that's a very normal thing. It is really scary. It is, it was a scary thing for me to think that because I was like, wow, what, are, what are, what is this person going to think of me? What's this person going to say? You know, they're going to judge me, you know, like what if I, I honestly never had this thought, what if I don't make it because I knew that my path is different. And so when you mentioned that I have always wanted to work for myself. I've never wanted to like work for other people. You know, when I hit retirement, I want to be on my own. Like I want to be working my own business Um, maybe multiple businesses, who knows what'll happen. Um, But I've never wanted to, you know, work for someone else. Of course, right now, this season of life, I am working for other people because I have to, you know, save money up for what I want to pursue. And so I've always wanted to be an online boutique owner. And I know it's going to happen because I'm already, I'm almost there, you know, like (laughs) it's, it's just been something that I've known that I'm going to do. And so that is also why, 
dropping out of college wasn't a huge deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a huge deal because, of course, I had to find my footing in a new like aspect of life that didn't, you know, that involved me watching other people my age going to school, having a blast, making friends, connections. Um, and then I, you know, I, of course, wasn't doing that. So I did actually stay involved in like the school activities, um, some of them, which helped me actually make friends mm-hmm. that were students. Um, but I obviously wasn't going to school. And so that just, that was a huge transition for me. And honestly, like I wouldn't be here in Texas if I would have stayed in school. And so that's a huge like perspective for me as well as knowing that if I was in school right now, like I would have just graduated and my life would have looked completely different. Yeah. And that's like, that's almost honestly scary. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, though, like it's like kind of sometimes you have to play like that best case scenario, worst case scenario. And at the time, like when you were a freshman in college, I'm sure you didn't know a ton about personal growth and personal development and vision and limiting beliefs and like all these things that you now have in your toolbox. But I'm sure that with all of the transitions that you are making, it sounds like, you know, it was a lot of like gut instinct because when you take that path, that's not traditional and, you know, it's not the one that people are like, well, you should check mark this box and check mark this box. Like, how did you kind of like rumble with that feeling of like, I know that I don't want to be here, but I'm kind of afraid with what comes next. Like what's something tangible that you could share, like, or something that you did when it was, you know, going from Iowa State to Iowa or from Iowa to not college at all and choosing a different path than what you quote unquote should do. Yeah. So for me, I guess something that was actually a turning point for me when it came to changing majors. um, I mean, that one specific I actually like can still picture it in my head the moment that I realized that I didn't want to go back to Iowa State. Um, I was sitting in class. Like I even remember like what I was wearing. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but I, I was sitting in class and I just remember like looking around and being like, these like aren't my people. Mm-hmm. Like this is not where I belong. And so it was just kind of that moment. And like the thing is, is that gut feeling will never lie to you. Like yes. in no, like in any situation, in any relationship, in any, you know, job like where you living this gut feeling that's like your intuition telling you that something needs to change mm-hmm. and so it is honestly like a learned thing that you have to consciously not ignore it mm-hmm. like that's something that I used to ignore um in different aspects of my life and it always turned out to be you know worse in the end yes because I initially pushed it down and buried it in the beginning and so it was something that I could not ignore And so another aspect of that was I actually went to go talk to an advisor about switching majors, but staying out of state. And um, this was when I wanted to go into health coaching. And um, she basically told me that some things are a hobby. Mm. Some things are just a hobby. And to hear that at the time, it's kind of funny because at the time I didn't realize how like awful that sounded. I was just like, okay, cool. Like that wasn't productive. Thanks for your time. But now looking back on it, I'm like, why would she ever say that? And I, <laughs> like, ugh, Yeah, I think that there's so many people, not to like come at college advisors, but like I was in a very similar way. Like I sat in my college advisor's office and she was like, you're not going to get into nursing school. You should apply somewhere else. And like, it's just like, I don't want to be surrounded by that negativity. Thank you 
bye. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. But anyways, keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I didn't know that. That's crazy yeah. because now you're a nurse and you're on your yeah, own. Yeah, and, like, I just want to go back to her desk and be like, hey, look at me now. But it just goes to show <laughs> that, like, you can't let other people's beliefs become your own because if you wholeheartedly believe, like, what you're pursuing and you know that it's for you and you know that you're going to figure it out, like, who cares what Nancy from the HR office says? Like, <laughs> bye, lady. <laughs> Right, right. And that's something too, like, we just have to learn how to ignore, you know, people like that. And of course, like at the end of the day, um, I know that health and wellness, I've been able to help so many people. Mm -hmm. And so for that, like, it's not necessarily a hobby, it's like a responsibility. Exactly. I feel like I need to share, Mm -hmm. um, especially being only 22 years old, because so many people go throughout life not caring about their health. So it's, it's a big deal. But anyways, that was a big aspect, two big aspects for me, knowing that I needed to do something else and just not ignoring it. Like, that's the one thing you just have to consciously not ignore it Mm -hmm. because so many people do that. So many people just like keep pushing that down and pushing it down. And then, you know, you get six months, six years, 16 years down the road and you're like, well, what if? And so now like you don't have to hold on like that what if or that grudge, you know, like imagine if you would have stayed and went through your whole four or five years of college, got to the end and been like, well, what if I would have decided to leave that one day that I was wearing that one outfit and I just knew that it wasn't right. Right. So it's like those exact moments that you hold on to that are like, I am so glad that I listened to that gut feeling and just decided to go for it. And you might not always know the outcome, but you just have to trust that like your gut is your best instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And like, I, I am a believer in God. And so for me, my faith is a huge thing. An aspect of that um, is knowing that like, no matter what I'm taking care of, and like, I could, you know, fall flat on my face, and you know, I can still get up, you know, yeah. like, and college is something that you can always go back and do at any age. So it's not something that was completely off the charts, like for the rest of my life, if that ends up becoming a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember, I don't remember the other thing you mentioned, but that was the aspect of college. I don't, I don't remember what it was either, but anyways, <laughs> let's talk about the transition of you moving from Iowa, small town Iowa, to Texas, and kind of how the environment shift, and just like the kind of, like the tangible timeline that you made, because I know that when you were thinking about moving, it was like, do I do it? How do I do it? Like, is it going to work out? And so kind of talk about those feelings, and then for the girl who is like, I just need to get out of this place where I've always known and I've always lived, but I'm scared. I'm terrified. What does she do? Yeah. So it's kind of funny because it's, it's kind of like a blur and it was only last year Mm -hmm. that I decided to move. Like this isn't something that I've been planning up for years. Like, you know, the high school me would be in shock, like Mm -hmm. thinking that I don't live in Iowa anymore because I never, I never thought that it would be a possibility that I could be somewhere other than where I always knew. And I think that's just because um, I've, I was surrounded by people who stayed. I was surrounded by people who stuck around, went through the motions, um, didn't get out to experience anything small new, didn't Iowa meet props. new people. <laughs> small town Iowa probs. <laughs> Best way to describe it. Um, and honestly, like nothing against those people, Mm -hmm. like that's how they choose to live their life and that's fine. But I did not want to be that person. I knew, um, when I turned 21, I knew that I was going to be somewhere else before I turned 22. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was just something that popped up in my life. Like my, um, 
my 20th birthday year into 21st birthday and my 21st birthday was the most transformational year that I've ever had. That was right around like um, that, I think, too. I think, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, the year that we, like the first year that we met, mm-hmm. um, I was coming off of heartbreak and I was coming off of grief of losing my aunt, who was like my best friend, um, to cancer. And so two like punches to the gut mm-hmm. is kind of how I always describe that. And having to deal with you know, grief in general and having to overcome that and lean on community and lean on friends and focus on my well-being and like just focusing on me in general. And it was the most transitional transformational year of my life. And um, it kind of made me think like, why not go somewhere else? Like I'm not tied down. Like I wasn't in school anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it just kind of over like that next year, um, it just kept bubbling up more and more. And I knew that I needed to just get out and do something new. And so it's funny because I don't remember the exact time that we decided to move to Texas. We, in terms of me and my roommate, um, Alina, we grew up together. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to move together. So we knew someone we knew, like we knew someone like wherever we went to have that like built-in friend Mm -hmm. already. So we had actually talked about going to Florida and looking back on it, I'm glad that didn't happen because I don't know if like, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much Mm -hmm. as I do Texas now. So we decided Austin and we both knew people here. And so that's kind of the main reason why we did it is because we both knew people. Um, It would be a little easier to like expand our circles a little bit that way. So um, me being on social media, I actually was reaching out to people like, And this is a huge tip too. I guess I didn't realize this. This is a huge tip for you listening to this. If you are thinking about moving anywhere and especially alone, don't be afraid to go and utilize social media in a positive way. Like this is something that, yeah, that I could preach for hours to people our age is so many people like use social media in such a mindless way, Mm -hmm. but it has been, I mean, that's how we met is like Instagram. So like shout out Graham, (laughs) right? We have to use it in a like intentional way if we want to get things out of it that are positive for our lives. And so I followed people from Austin. I started, you know, looking up popular places from Austin. I watched YouTube videos about living in Austin, people visiting, Mm -hmm. all the things. And so I had a list of things that I wanted to do, places I wanted to go, and people I wanted to meet up with before I even moved down here. And so that's a really good tip for you if you're thinking about moving is to not be afraid to follow people on Instagram and reach out to them. Mm -hmm. Like you may think it's creepy and weird, but like, who cares? You know, like you're just trying to build your circle and have people there for you when you move, if you, you know, and, and that's a great way to start your circle before even getting there. Um, another thing too, if you're able to, um, visit the area you want to go to before you actually move, that's a huge thing too, because for me, I'm someone who like needs to feel things out first. Like I can't just go blindly into something. Mm -hmm. So we were able to actually come down in June of last year. It was kind of crazy. So we just moved into our new apartment and, um, the day that we were able to move in here was the day that we visited our old apartment down here, like full circle moment, kind of crazy. Um, And I knew that because of my Instagram archives. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, it was just kind of cool in a full circle moment to be able to, you know, even recognize the growth in the last year. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so those are two big tips that I could give to someone if you're um, listening to this and wanting to move anywhere. 
Um, the other thing that I can say is I actually, I have a part-time job at a bridal shop right now. And that has been one of the most like rewarding jobs mm. right now for yeah. me. And I love it. Someone who loves fashion and design and like just has a heart for other people. Like I truly love it. And I was working with a bride one day and in the fitting room, she was asking me, you know, where I was from. I think I had mentioned that I wasn't from Texas. Mm -hmm. And so she asked where I was from. I said, Iowa, you know, told her the whole story. And she was like, oh my gosh, I've been wanting to move. Like, how did you do that? Oh, I love that. And I was like, girl, you just got to rip the bandaid off. Really <laughs> like that do. is what, yeah. that's what I told her. I was like, you just have to rip the bandaid off and go for it. Mm -hmm. Because remember, like you are always going to be taken care of. Like as many things as you think is going to go wrong, you're going to fail. Like you are going to fail. Like, absolutely. So expect yeah. it, like just expect it. And like, Meg, you probably have stories of, you know, failing or like, you know, having a really hard time in North Carolina after moving. Mm -hmm. Like, but it, I think it was also cool too, because we both kind of experienced that at the same time. Like you moved a little earlier than me, but we both kind of moved and have been experiencing living away from our hometowns for the first time. And so it's been cool even to like see both of us like do that yeah which I think it's I think that it's just so crazy to like look back on you know the last year and we both moved you moved mid-covid or right mm -hmm. mid-covid yep, I got July. here right before covid started and so it's like you know you are not a victim you have to make the best of every situation of every scenario and like I always like when I moved when I made the decision to move to North Carolina like I had never even stepped foot in the state before I didn't see the apartment I was renting like I knew nothing about the state but that I was ready to like create change in my life and I think so often people just get so comfortable in what they already know and then you like take a step back out of your box and you're like wow like I don't even know what I don't know right like how do you know that you're not going to like going to the new state how do you know you're not going to love the new job how do you know your podcast isn't going to you know thrive if you don't ever try and like take that first step anyways and I think that's just the gap that a lot of people are missing is you know holding on to that fear of what if I fail has there ever been like a time that you've been in Texas and like I'm sure that there is, but you just feel so overwhelmed and so frustrated. You're like, I just want to go back. Like, have you ever like regretted that move that you made or how has it, you know, helped you grow and evolve? Mm -hmm. The first, I would say five, well, I would say first like three, four months, I was really missing Iowa. Like, but that was because it was my comfort zone. And the reason I was able to realize this was not only just my health journey and growth journey the last few years, like just being, being able to recognize that about myself, I was able to journal it and like really dissect that. And what was coming up was that I missed Iowa because it's what was comfortable. Mm -hmm. I was like, like I said before, this past year has been an absolute roller coaster. <laughs> um, and the first few months were so, so hard um, in so many ways. And so you when you're experiencing something new it's it's natural to feel and want to go back mm -hmm. because it is what you've always known i lived in iowa for 21 years of my life like of course i would want to go back to that and be in my bubble in my safe place mm -hmm. at home in the country where no one's around me um because that's not my life anymore in austin mm -hmm. <laughs> um and you just want to go back to that comfort zone but i mean First of all, I didn't even have the option to go back. Like there was no way because I had a lease, you know, that I have that I was contracted to. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't go back if I wanted to. Um, and I did, you know, I did want to do that. But I knew that 
it wasn't an option. Like my, my option was to be here and that's, this is where God brought me. And so that's why I knew I needed to stay and just stick it out. And you know what? I got through all of that shit that I was in, Mm -hmm. you know, like one of my favorite quotes is that is you've gotten through hundred percent of the hardest days of your life. Mm -hmm. Like the ones where you feel like you couldn't make it through, you've gotten through them and just think about how many times we felt that way, you know? So like, yes, I knew I was in deep shit and like I was feeling all the feelings and just overwhelm of, you know, going through different jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really hard for me. Um, and now I'm finally have my footing and I'm really like comfortable here now. And that's why I'm excited for the next year. But yes, the first few months were so incredibly hard for me um, because my entire life just got flipped upside down. Like, mm-hmm. This is also something that I've been wrestling with myself with the past year is like, I know, like, we can always do better, right? Like, we can always do better at any aspect of our life. And I was having this battle between giving myself grace and needing to do better. And so it was just always this kind of tug of war between, you know, giving myself grace and understanding and knowing that, like, I literally just changed my entire freaking life Mm -hmm. and being patient with myself with that but also never giving up on the pursuit of like getting better at different things and like always choosing to grow. And that was something you said too, like it's a choice. Mm -hmm. Like it is a choice to get out of your bubble. It is a choice to stay in your bubble, Um, you know, and you just have to be, you know, where, where is your highest self? Is it in the bubble you're in now or is it somewhere else, you know, 15 hours away (laughs) in my case um you know and so that's kind of how you have to think about it no I love that and I think that there's so much value in that analogy because I think that a lot of times people get stuck in one extreme or the other it's like I gotta go hard all the time I gotta do better be better like be my highest self every single day and like realistically like we're humans trying to human like we're not going to be 110 percent every day and you have to learn to give that grace where grace is needed you know learn how to slow down learn how to rest and I know this is something that you've been actively working on is allowing yourself to rest so for the person who's listening who always wants to be the high achiever always wants to be on always wants to be like smashing goals what would you like be your biggest piece of advice to her to just like slow down and listen yeah so this is actually something that I realized about myself in the last year is and it's funny because I know you and you are more of someone who struggles with rest but in the the achieving way Mm -hmm. um in terms of the goals you set in terms of like the things you do like you just pump shit out and you're like you don't stop (laughs) you are go 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 all the time and I love that um and so you experience that I don't want to say burnout, but you experience that needing rest in a different way than me. Mm-hmm. For me, I am someone who gives all of myself to like everything I do and like the relationships I have. And so I'm more on an emotional level need rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is also, you know, the discernment you need to have listening to this. What kind of rest do you need? Like, do you need physical rest? Do you need mental like rest um, or like emotional rest? For me, I get emotionally exhausted really quickly, especially when I'm giving, mm-hmm. um, so I, I am definitely an empath. And so this is something that a lot of people don't understand is that it may not look like I'm giving physical effort a lot of the time to things. I am giving emotional effort and my brain is going all the time mm-hmm. and it just, it doesn't stop. And I'm thinking about this and this and this and this, and I overanalyze literally all of it. It's like a data spreadsheet <laughs> in my head about all the emotions and whatever. Um, and so for me, it's like, I need mental rest. And so Um, just this past week, I was kind of 
hitting that wall and needing a break. And I am so thankful that I have um, people in my life now that understand that, like here, I mean, in Texas, um, that is able to care about my well-being. Um, like I truly am so grateful for it um, because their understanding of it. And, you know, I'm just so grateful for that. And so they were able to let me rest. And I let myself rest in terms of, you know, turning my brain off to things that, you know, I needed to just stop worrying about. And so for me, that that turns to journaling, that turns to like praying about it um, and just like releasing the worry and releasing the overanalyzing because all in all, like at the end of the day, like we always worry about things that usually don't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just like get ourselves worked up for no reason. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of my experience with that. You know, like I've so. been your best friend for like two years. And like, now that you say that out loud, like that you're like emotionally always needing to rest and I physically need to rest like that. It could not be more accurate because like, I think that's so true. And that's kind of where it comes into play, like knowing if you're an introvert or you're an extrovert. And like a lot of times people think of like outgoing or like shy and like really an introvert gets their best energy from alone time. An extrovert gets their best energy from being out in the public, in the community. And I think that you can be, I always call myself an introverted extrovert because like I need that alone time. I love to be alone, but I also crave, you know, that like support, like the positive support, the energy that I know that is going to like collect me versus the people who are going to drain my energy which I think is like Mm -hmm. a whole other topic but it's really important to just like it all starts with self-awareness and like checking in with yourself daily if not multiple times a day and asking yourself like what energy am I giving out right now what energy do I have left right now and how can I like regenerate this energy so I can keep moving through my day and I think a lot of people will exhaust every last resource kind of like your gas tank, you know, when it fra- like flashes the red light at you and says like five miles to empty, a lot of people will get to that point and then they're like, oh shoot, versus like kind of when you're proactive and self-aware, you can catch it while you're ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> I never fill up my gas tank literally in my car until the last second. Me either. I think I have like um, 15 <laughs> miles to empty right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I always like the analogy you use with like the power plan, how you create your own energy. Like that's actually something like I say that to myself mm-hmm. um, sometimes, like, because I do have a tendency because I'm an empath to take on other people's energy. Mm-hmm. I can walk into a room and I know who's feeling down. I know who's feeling happy. I know who's like content. Like I just, that's what I'm able to do. And so sometimes if it's filled with people who are drained, I also then am drained, Mm -hmm. you know, like I match people and, you know, that's why I love being your friend because like, you're like upbeat (laughs) a lot. And like, I want to be upbeat. Like, I don't want to be down. And so it's like, we just kind of like be off each other, you know? And so I love that. And, um, yeah, so you just, and that does come in with energy. And I feel like we should dive into that because we can have a good conversation about that. And we might as well, because, we're here and we're talking about it. Let's do it. Let's talk about energy because I think actually the other morning I posted my little Instagram morning like pre 12 hour shift dancing store. My mom texted me and she said, you have way too much energy for 6am or actually like (laughs) 5am. And I like replied back to her. I was like, that's the point. (laughs) Like, because like I want to set my energy bar for the day high because I know that like I'm going to go through my day giving, giving, giving. And so I know that you said like as an empath, you like can read the room of the people that are around you are you good at reading your own energy like do you know when Mm -hmm. you get low Mm. so I do but I have a tendency to push it down um 
because I want to give to other people. And so I want to be a light for other people and I want to be a positive impact for other people. And so sometimes that does come at the cost of like my mental health Mm -hmm. because I have a harder time, like to be honest, like I have a harder time saying no to people. I have a harder time shutting people out because I'm so open to other people. And so for me, it's like boundaries come in into a big like role. Um, And that's something that I've had to learn over the last few years is understanding boundaries is knowing when to, to set those and how to do it in like a respectful way, in a loving way. Um, But yeah, so I'm, I am good at reading my energy. Like I know where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I just have a harder time taking action on, you know, replenishing it in an efficient way and in a fast enough way. Yeah. Have you, so for like the girl who's listening and she's like, I get to empty every single day and like, I don't know how to bring that self-awareness into, you know, how to check in with myself. And on that same note, like what are the things that you day, you do on a day-to-day basis that are tangible that she can implement to help recharge that energy tank? Mm, yeah, that that's a good question. Um, and it's, it's important to know that this looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, um, you know, being a prayer about it and, you know, like I said before, like giving things to God, like taking things off your shoulder. Like what I do sometimes is I literally picture myself pushing something away from me and like just saying like, take this, you know, because I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what you have to do with whatever you, you know, have faith in, whatever you believe in. Like, you just got to sometimes visualize this baggage and this, like, shit on your shoulders and, like, getting it off of you. Um, And, like, journaling is a big way that I do that. I I call it brain dumping. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something, you know, a lot of people do. And I would highly recommend journaling if you don't. Like, it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. But make sure it's part of your daily routine or weekly routine at that because it's just a way to, it's like a diary, but it's like, no one has to read it. No one's going to read it. Hopefully. (laughs) Um, it's just for you and it's for you to process your thoughts. And the thing is, is that a lot of people don't take time for this Mm -hmm. because you think it has to be some hour long strategic way of journaling. No, five minutes, set a timer, go write anything that's on your mind. And you would be surprised at what you get from the things that you write. Mm -hmm. Like for me, sometimes I just like, I I sit there and I'm like, I don't have anything to write. The key here is being still and being silent. Like we have so many things coming into our heads and into our brains and, you know, on screens and we're we're so distracted that we aren't, we aren't even able to check in or like with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the reason why this works is because you're able to just be still like, go, go find a spot outside that is quiet. You can hear the birds chirping and like, you know, there's not a noise around or lock yourself in your room, like go sit in your closet or something. I don't know, like find a quiet place Mm -hmm. where you can sit with your thoughts, leave your phone in the other room and grab a a pen and a journal and allow yourself to be still. And yeah, it might take a while for you to come up with something to write, but normally that's because you're trying to push things down. You just have to literally let things out. Like you're going to probably cry. Well, I I cry. As you would say, (laughs) let her rip tater chip. (laughs) Let her rip tater chip. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So you just have to allow yourself to be in that space mm-hmm. and do that. And that's a huge thing for me. So um, that was a whole tangent on journaling, but um, personal development. I actually just 
got a new book in the mail today. Um, uh, Mick read it. It's called U-Turn. Mm, so good. So I'm excited to read that. I have been, so I'm not an avid reader. I, I like listening to personal development podcasts more. Um, and so that is my, one of my ways that I'm able to fill my cup up is the thing is, is like the content we consume influences us Absolutely. so much. Mm-hmm. And so it can influence you in a positive way or a negative way. And that's a whole nother thing that you can do a gut check on and evaluate the content you're, you're um, consuming because that most likely is the number one like influencer of your mental health right now mm-hmm. for all of us because we're all unfortunately attached to our phones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you just have to be aware of that. And, you know, that's something you can journal about. But for me, it's personal development podcasts. I have a few that I have, you know, subscribed to, um, and especially this one, (laughs) subtle plug (laughs) on recording. (laughs) Um, And so I have a few that I go through and I'm always like, I'm always willing to learn about new podcasts and listen to new ones and find ones that serve me in different like areas Mm -hmm. of, or seasons of life. And so that's another thing too. And that's a way that I can fill up my tank is surrounding myself with the content I'm consuming with people who are going to positively impact me. Um, you know, they don't have to be standing with you in the room for them to have a positive impact. Like some of the people I've been following and listen to, I've been following for five plus years and it's just, it's crazy how much, you know, even listening to them through um, a speaker changes my life. And so that's another thing too. And I just want to say if you're, you know, no matter what age you are, you are never too cool for personal development. Mm-hmm. Like, like set your ego down, <laughs> please <laughs> put your ego away <laughs> and realize that you're human and you can grow and you can get better at every single aspect of life. And this is going to make your life 110% better. It's going to make your relationships better. Um, it's going to probably help you realize what relationships you've been sticking around in too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, all the things like literally you cannot lose yeah. By putting your ego away. And I think that it's crazy to me because like three years ago, I didn't even know what a personal development podcast was. Now here I am interviewing my personal development podcast, but it just goes to show the power of like investing that time and energy into yourself. And just like you said, what you consume shapes your thoughts, your thoughts drive your behaviors, your behaviors dictate what you do or don't achieve. And so like, it's like, not just like this one five-minute podcast is going to change your life. It's the ripple effect of what the podcast is going to have on your life. And you never know when you're going to hear one thing that's just going to give you that aha moment, that click, that gut check that's like, I'm drawing the line in the sand right here. Like I'm surrounding myself by an environment and listening and consuming media that is, you know, driving me and hyping me up and inspiring me to go do whatever it is. And I think that's like the kind of the perfect transition to talk about the pivots that you're making in the season that you're in, because I remember you texting me like, should I go buy a podcast mic? And my girl Liz is going to start a podcast. And I'm so excited because (laughs) you texted me probably like, well, around the time that I started a podcast and you were like, I've always wanted to do that. And I was like, that was over a year ago now. So, or getting like almost coming up on a year, I guess. So talk about how you have used your personal development to help shape your goals and just like the pivots and transitions you're making both with your boutique behind the scenes and with your podcast. Yes. So I am starting one. I'm so excited. I don't have a date yet for launch or anything. Um, I just started pursuing this. And so just know that like, this is a process and Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's hard work to start something. And that's the reason why I started sharing about it on my 
um, Instagram is because starting is scary, Mm -hmm. but I want to be able to show that journey because so many people like either one seeing it doesn't realize that it's the start. Um, and two, they see someone like successful in their eyes and they think that they didn't have it bad or they didn't fall on their face or they didn't fail and they didn't have struggles to get there. But in reality, like you've probably heard this a million times, there's no like linear way to success. Like it's up and down, up and down. And so that's why I've been, been open with sharing about it because I hope to in turn one day be able to help someone start their own podcast, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, that's just the end of the day. Like I want to choose to turn around and teach someone what I've learned. Um, and that's why, you know, I'm starting one in the first place is because I know that my perspective is going to be valuable, um, to different people. And I am very excited for it and being able to just bring to the table a different way to inspire people, a more intimate way Mm -hmm. to, to be in people's ears, you know, kind of in different situations of their life. Like, um, you know, driving in your car to work is, you know, the biggest one for me is when I listen to it, you know, like in the shower, you know, like very intimate you know yeah, no, I mean it really is like you don't ever any, have any idea like is somebody naked listening to this right now like <laughs> I don't know but it's a little bit weird to think about but like honestly I think it's I think it's really cool because it takes that point two seconds of believing in yourself to hit order on the mic it takes that point two seconds of believing in yourself to call like call your shot on social media and now that you've called your shot like you have that extra layer of accountability and this just goes back to circle of when you use social media in a positive and intentional way it can serve you and help you grow massively and help you impact people all across the globe and i'm sure when you were you know small town farm girl iowa like you didn't think that you would have a podcast you didn't think you'd leave living in texas and like now here you are doing the dang things and it's like I talked about this on my Instagram stories today, like you never have any idea who is watching you, whether it's your hometown kindergarten best friend or the girl walking down the street while you're on your way to get groceries. And she's like, she has a podcast. And like, I always think about, I had one of my podcast listeners reach out to me and she was a mental health NP. And she said, one of my interventions for my patient was to listen to your podcast. Like, is that not like a full circle moment? Is that like, you get to serve as the light. So whoever is listening to this, know that you get to serve as the light in somebody else's life, even if it's just one person. And I think that that is like always going to help me move mountains and always going to be so impactful for me. But yeah, wow. That's crazy. I love that. And like, yeah. And I mean, that's why I'm doing this is because, you know, I want to be able to be, you know, in people's ears. Like I, I know that my perspective is, is valuable. Um, because I'm just speaking from my heart. I'm speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also had a lot of my followers tell me that I need to start a podcast or be in public speaking. So shout out to you <laughs> if you've ever messaged me. Um, She's making it this Because yes, it's happening. And like, I do, like I did want to start it last year. Um, but it just, you know, looking back on it, the timing wasn't right. Um, I clearly needed to move and uproot my life before I could start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing too, is like I, at the time, I think I felt like I wasn't qualified. And so this is something like imposter syndrome that is very relevant in all, you know, different seasons of life when it comes to the different things is thinking you're not qualified for it. And so for me, like, even with this podcast, like I'm able to talk about my move and I'm really grateful for that because it taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Last year has taught me so much and I've grown so much. And so, yeah, now that I'm starting one, I can share that perspective with so many people and um, be able to speak on that. And so it's just, you know, but it hasn't ever left my mind because I saw you start yours. Mm-hmm. And like, this is the power to like your friend circle is 
is, you know, having people in your friend circle who are like ambitious as hell because, you know, you can either meet them there or they're going to like outrun you, you know? And so here we are. Here we are inspiring each other to do the damn thing. But I, I, I love that. I think, I think that to whoever listens to this, I hope that you just feel like inspired and empowered to like go out there and just like make the moves literally and figuratively and like just listen to that gut feeling because at the end of the day like you can either listen to that gut feeling or you can get to the end of the life and say what if what could be and like I think that's one of my biggest fears that I hold on to is that I do get to that final day and say what if and so like I'm always like you said cranking things out like I'm always trying to make things happen like I want to make sure that every single day is purposeful and intentional as it can be while, you know, still practicing that mind, like that, like mindful resting and stuff. So any last mm-hmm. words, any last tips, any last wisdom that you have? Um, I, I'll just mention really quick because I forgot to mention something about the boutique, oh, yeah, yeah. but that too, it's just a starting, you know, baby steps still at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm going to do it. So you are. it's just... It's just learning about like the ropes because for me, like I, you know, even if you're listening to this, you know, and you want to hone your own boutique or business or whatever, like it's a whole nother aspect for me. Like I'm, I'm very creative. And so I, I can think about, you know, the different branding things and like the styles that I want to sell and this and that, and the way that I can design, you know, different things. But for me, like the hardest part is the logistical side, the number side. And so Mm -hmm. that is what I'm needing to learn before I can start. And so, and I know that too. So I'm being humble about it and I'm just admitting it because, because that's, you don't have to be that way. And so I'm also in the stepping stones too, of like actually saving the money to start and invest. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that was something that for some reason I didn't start doing off for so four years long. like I did I did put it off for so long and of course I started doing it when rent got involved and like out. why <laughs> right like I'm calling myself out yeah. <laughs> so like the thing is too if like if you want to start something like you gotta start now start where you're too because feet I are. look I look back and I'm like why didn't I start then because I would have probably have it up and running by now you know that's the whole thing yeah. so and they're good that's my there's piece like of the what if but like you can't hold on to like the regret of yesterday like all you have is oh, a yeah. two feet stand and you're doing the damn thing now you're gonna make it happen and like I feel like I'm always like always like where, where are you at with it what you doing with it and I feel like <laughs> I remember when we were hiking in Oregon like you know we were talking about it and I just think that it's gonna be really really cool like I'm going to buy that first piece of clothes, like first piece of clothing. Like, Hey, what is up? Liz Dodson, dress me, please. (laughs) I got you, boo. (laughs) I love that. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on this week's episode and we'll chat soon. Where can they find you? Tell them first. Oh, um, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I was so excited for this. Um, especially now, like the best timing because I have this mic now and I'm going to be starting mine. So it's great little practice before I get mine going. Um, but you can find me on Instagram at, at Liz Dodson, D-O-D-S-O-N underscore. Um, and yeah, that's where, I, that's where I hang out on a daily basis. So come say hey. She's always got the good stories. If you ever want to like get inspired to go work out just go watch her stories lifting heavy ish like getting it <laughs> done i know when i don't want to work out if i go to her stories she's gonna be showing up so i show up too <laughs> damn right <laughs> before you go i just wanted to let you know that i am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together if you love this episode make sure you share it with your friend or better yet share it on social media and tag me so that way i know until next time chat soon